Pastor Matt gave me a few dates a few months back. Obviously, we sort of um, sort out the, the Sunday preaches um, a wee bit in advance. And at this, um, a few months back, he gave me these dates. At the start of summer, he was sort of like, um, go for whatever you feel is on your heart. Um, preach, you know, whatever subject you would like to. But he didn't tell me that a week before he was going off, he was going to start a new series. So he's obviously started Lead Like Jesus last week. And then nobody really wants to hear what I have to say this week because we're waiting for the series to come back. But that's all right, because today we're still preaching Jesus Church, that's why we're here, isn't it? That song that we sang, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. I mean, I wonder if you think about what that actually means, that Christ, our Saviour, died on the cross for us, and his blood is applied to our lives in a way that to God, our Father, all of our sin... All of the things that we have done wrong, the ways in which we fall short, well, he doesn't see that upon us anymore. He sees us washed white as snow because of what Christ did on the cross. The message I have today is about Jesus. That being said, every message that we preach from a pulpit should always be about Christ. Scripture from beginning to end and everything in between, it points to this man, this God-man, it points to Christ. It points to Jesus. So when we're given the privilege to share a message, then we should do the same. God's word says in John 14, it's actually Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And you know, when we hear from the word of God, when we want to know God more, when we want to know him more intimately, when we want that, then we know because of this verse that Christ is the only way to get that. So if Christ is the only way to the Father, then Christ is what we preach. Christ is what we teach. He is the only way to preach. That's why we want to include Christ in every step. That's the title of this message today, Christ in every step. I'm going to read a few verses from John chapter 4. I'm going to read eight verses and it's found at the end of this chapter. And in, this ver- in the version of the Bible that I'm going to read, it names this account, Jesus heals an official son. Other versions will say Jesus, um, say that a nobleman's son is healed. It'll, it'll give him different titles, but that's the kind of gist of it. An official, his son is healed by Jesus. So we're going to read from John chapter 4, beginning at verse 46. And it says this, So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go. Your son will live. Wow. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And he went on his way. 
as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and all his household this was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. Church, allow me to preach. Allow me to pray, sorry, before we begin to get into God's word. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that it is indeed all about your son today. God, we thank you for a gathering of your people. We thank you that as your word is shared, God, that you will always have something to say to us. God, it is profitable. It is good for teaching. So God, we thank you that today, not only are you going to teach us, God, but you're going to look at our hearts. God, would you transform our hearts today through your word? It's in your son's holy and precious name we ask these things. Amen. Church, obviously, we began by reading from the book of John. I love the book of John. We did a full series on it a few years back where we looked at every single chapter. And I was buzzing for those weeks because this is one of, if not my favorite book in the Bible. When new believers ask me where they should start learning about Jesus, I'll often point them to the book of John because he just gives this unique pers um, perspective on the life of Christ. The Gospel of John is, as far as I know, is the only book in the Bible that tells us clearly its purpose, that tells us why it's written. And we find it in John chapter 20, verses 30 to 31. And it says this, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So what that verse is telling us is it's telling us the purpose of this book. And that is that every chapter in the book of John gives evidence of Jesus' authority through either signs or statements or miracles made by Jesus himself and others who recognized him as God as well. So simply the book of John, it looks at the life of Jesus and it shows that he is indeed who he says he is. John is meticulous with this. He records statements and describes the miracles of Jesus that can only point to him being God. He's very, he's very careful about that. He's very particular about that. The things in which Christ does in this book, they can only point to him being God, being who he says he is. The story we have just read is obviously no exception. We read this account of when Jesus returns to Cana. He is met with a royal official whose son was very sick and about to die. So there's the problem that we have or that he has. His son is very sick. The Bible actually tells us there that he's at the point of death. 
so let's look with let's look at how this man how this royal official this nobleman deals with his problem and I think there's two ways of looking at how this, how this father deals with the problem that he has because um, there's, there's a couple of perspectives on how we can look at this. The first is that he didn't deal with it. And that might seem like a strange statement, but I'll explain what I mean. When I was reading um, different commentaries and things around this, the sort of some people pointed to the idea of this, that, that this official, it's like this, this government official, this royal official, this nobleman, he actually isn't too far away from us and how we are. And, and what I mean by this, that he didn't deal with it, was that he just put it off. And I'll explain again further what I mean. You see, I said there that his son was at the point of death. And I think we could maybe look at this and wonder, maybe he's waited. Maybe he's hoping that the problem goes away itself. Maybe he's looking elsewhere for answers. It tells us that his son is near death. That we know. So we sort of have to work around that. Look at how the nobleman approaches Christ here. And we have to work around that and see, well, well, what is going on here? Why hasn't he dealt with the problem? Why hasn't he brought it to Jesus before now? Because his son is there, like he's, he's about to die. What's been going on in, in that period, in that time, as he was sick? I know you could maybe say that it sounds like a bit of a, a leap, but just follow with me here. Maybe the official and Christ's past just hadn't crossed yet. I mean, the official could have, but the thing is that you could give him this excuse that their past hadn't crossed, but he could have traveled to meet him. Plenty of people did that. They traveled to meet Christ, and he could have done that again before the point of death. Like, he was already aware of who Christ was. We know that because eventually he does come to Christ, so he knows who he is. He's, Christ is well, well known. The news is starting to spread about who he is and what he's doing. So he could have already made that journey. We could say that the child just um, got this way quickly. You know, it's, it tells us there that the child is at the point of death. Maybe that was a sudden thing. Maybe that was something that happens fairly quickly, which is fair enough. We're talking about a child, though, who is at the point of death. So, I mean, it would have had to be something very severe and very sudden for it to happen so quickly. If that is the case, if it is the case that this child has just gotten suddenly sick. But the thing that the thing that I'm maybe getting at here with this perspective, and we are going to give another perspective, but what I'm getting at here is I just know that it's human nature for us to leave things. We just allow things to sit. We let them fester. Um, we just let, we just allow messes to get bigger and bigger. This is maybe a bit of a silly example, but I remember once I was going on holiday. Who remembers holidays like before COVID? Long, long time ago. Long time ago. Life before COVID. Anyway, I was on holiday 
And what I decided to do was I was going to tidy my bedroom before, before I left to go, because for some reason I like to come back to a clean room anyway. So I tidied my bedroom before I left, and then I came back, and what I did was got back quite late and just sort of threw the bag on the ground and left it there threw the bag on the floor and sort of said, I'll clean that later, I'll get to it later. Because it was late at night, couldn't really be bothered, that's the honest truth. So later comes, the next day comes, later comes, and then that just doesn't happen the following morning. Who knows what happens, but the bag doesn't get cleaned anyway, it just gets left sitting there. The bag's sitting there, and then that night, whatever clothes I'm wearing, they get thrown on the bag because that's obviously like, it's become like the messy chair in the room, it's just there. So you're throwing the clothes on the bag and thinking, I'll do that tomorrow. Eventually, there's just this mountain of stuff in the middle of my floor, and I'm just like, I, I can't deal with this. Like, I may call my mum or something, like this is just too much for one man to handle. I did eventually, by the way, I did eventually, but it was just this mountain of stuff sitting in the middle of the floor, and at some stage, it just becomes this mammoth task, and I can't even stand to look at the mess that I've made, so I just avoid it. Do you see what I'm getting at, church? Life is just full of these situations where we let things build up to the point that we can't handle it by ourselves anymore. We allow things to gather and to store up in our lives that just simply are not meant to be there. We don't bring everything to Christ. We don't bring Christ in every step. We'll come to him when the mess is so big that we cannot handle it ourselves. Church, can I tell you that sometimes what we don't do is every bit as powerful as what we do. And what I mean by that is when you don't bring things to God and when you don't include Christ in every step, then it does get hard. Or at least it gets harder. I know we'll all go through difficulties and maybe you'll pray through that. And listen, I encourage you to do that because as we go through difficult moments in life, as we go through difficult times in life, it is so much easier to make those steps, to do those things when we are walking with Christ, when it's Christ in every step. See, in reality, if we just deal with the problem we have at the beginning, then the likelihood is it doesn't become this big mess in our lives. The great thing about knowing Jesus is his way of dealing with our problems is being the solution to our problems. Being the solution to the difficult things in life because Christ can perform miracles or at least he is the comfort and the peace in which we need to get through the difficult times of life. Either way, he's the solution. I see Jesus being the solution to the impossible problems all throughout the Bible. It's not just in one instance, it's everywhere. It's in every step. If we include Christ in every step, then our burden becomes lighter. Church, again, can I encourage you, don't come to Christ at the point of death when he offers full life. 
See, this is the offer that Christ gives to you. He comes that you would have life and have it to the full. So include Christ in every step and don't just come to him at the point of death. Give him it at the beginning and see what Christ does in that situation or or at least as it does build up and as it does get harder, at least you're equipped because Christ is there in every step. Your burden becomes lighter. And I said that we would give different perspectives about this official. And so that's what we're going to do. And we've talked about how the official dealt with this problem of their son being at the point of death. And one way to look at it was that he didn't really deal with it. He just put it off. But there is another way to look at this. And that is that he had faith in his only opportunity. And maybe this is the case. Maybe he has faith in the only opportunity that he would have. So the nobleman hears that Jesus has come out of Judea and into Galilee. There's now hope in his hopeless situation. We know the situation is hopeless because this man is one of Herod's. And what that means is he's a nobleman, he's an official, he's one of the government officials. He's, he's pretty much a top dog. So we know that this situation is hopeless because of the access that this guy would have already had. He would have had access to physicians. He would have had access to doctors. He would have had the best of the best at the time. But his child gets to the point of death. Clearly nothing else would work. So what does he do? He goes. And Jesus has gone actually the opposite way of where the man lives. As I said, I was given a bit of a different perspective earlier. I wasn't being overly fair to him. So now we're going to offer a bit of context. Cana is actually 15 miles from Capernaum where the nobleman lived. So to put that into perspective, the father traveled about the same distance as it is from here to Whitehead. And he doesn't have a vehicle to get him there. He doesn't have the things that we have now. And he does, in fact, make a journey. He does, in fact, make a journey because Jesus is actually beginning to go in the opposite direction. But he pursues Christ. He goes to Christ. And we look at how the nobleman approaches Jesus And he himself traveled. As I said, this is a guy with access and resources. He could have just sent a servant. He could have sent anybody else. And we see that throughout the Bible as well. People with status, they don't necessarily do things themselves. They send other people. But he goes. He goes himself. And what does he do? He's an official. He's a nobleman. And he becomes a beggar. Even the greatest of men, when they come to God, when they come to Christ in desperate situations, must become beggars. This father begged Jesus to come and heal his son. He figured that if Jesus could just touch his son, that he could reverse the death sentence that his son had been given. And this nobleman is persistent as well. 
So how does he approach Jesus? He himself traveled, he became a beggar, and he is persistent. And what I mean by that is he knows that Jesus is the answer. And so he continues to ask him for his miracle. Sir, come down before my child dies. I mean, if that wouldn't break your heart. And what else? The noble man approaches Jesus and he has faith. He himself travelled, he becomes a beggar, he is persistent and he has faith. If he didn't believe before church, he definitely does now because the word tells us that. This part of the story brings faith into action. It says the man believed, it says the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went on his way. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. And he goes, church, he hadn't even seen his miracle yet. But he knew. He just knew. So he makes the journey back those 15 miles. Talk about faith. The one guy that you know can make your son better. And you just go with his word. And you travel in the opposite direction. He must know. He must have faith. He makes the journey back. And he wasn't going with Jesus. But that's because he had Jesus' word. So he wasn't going with Christ. But he was going with the word of Christ, church. He might not have been physically present. But he knew what Christ had said. And he trusted it. I was speaking to a friend of mine this week and he, and he sort of said to me, we're t I was talking about a difficult conversation that I needed to have and he was saying, do you not often find that when you look into somebody's eyes, you just know if they're telling the truth or not? I just couldn't help but think of this man. I don't know how Jesus says this. I don't know what that situation actually looks like, but I know that he looks into Christ's eyes and he believes the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went on his way. Imagine how different our lives would look if we took Christ at his word. Or just imagine the steps that you take, how different they would look if you took Christ at his word. Church, we can relate to this story because again, we, we don't see Jesus necessarily in physical form but we trust and we carry his word in our hearts he's given us his truth even if Jesus isn't visible in our situation he is still able he moves mountains in our lives and if there's anybody if there's anything that can bring your situation, your circumstance back from the point of death, church, it is Christ. Even with the tremendous faith that this man has, he still says, come before my child dies. But we'll have to give him a wee bit of slack because Christ hadn't raised from the dead yet. But you know, we know something that that nobleman didn't. And he still made the journey. He still took Christ at his word. But church, we know 
that we, we didn't have hope, we didn't have life, but we know that Christ went to the cross. We know that he died on the cross. We know that he rose again from the dead. Church, we know differently. We know differently from what this man knew. So in every step, in every step, we need to trust Christ at his word. There's a few challenges for us to take there. And that is to include Christ in every step. To take Christ at his word. But can I just give a wee extra challenge at the end there as well? Love people the way Christ did. See, I'm not sure in, in those um, three and a bit years of his ministry, I don't know that there was anybody on the planet busier than Jesus. But Jesus still stopped to love people. He at least gave them the time of day. This man comes to Christ with an impossible situation. He comes at the point of death and Jesus offers hope. Church, we can offer Jesus who offers hope. So give people your time, give people your love, and love as Christ loved. Because he gave his life as a ransom for many. And so it is up to us. It is up to us to tell the many. Christ loved people, and he didn't necessarily find it difficult to love people. But what he had to do in order that that love could set us free was the greatest act of love that the world had ever seen. But praise God. Praise God that Jesus went to the cross, that he died on the cross, and praise God that Jesus conquered death. And now we are loved by the conquering God, by the God who conquers death. Church, can I ask you to stand and allow me to pray before we close in some worship. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the message that Christ gives us. We thank you for the hope that Christ gives us. And Lord, we thank you for the identity that we have being found in you. God, we give you praise for who you are, for what you've done in our lives. And God, we say thank you. Thank you that in every step you are with us. It's in your son's holy and precious name we give thanks. Amen.